0: Hello and welcome to This Day Rocks from Vintage Rock Pod, the ultimate classic rock podcast with a new episode released every single day. I'm Paul Stevenson, thanks as always for hitting play. Now today is February the 17th and on this day in 1976, the Eagles released their greatest hits, 1971 to 1975, album. It's a collection of songs from their first four albums and at one point became the biggest selling album in US history. On this day in 1972, Pink Floyd performed Eclipse at the Rainbow Theatre in London. A year later, that music becomes the record, The Dark Side of the Moon. On this day in 2005, with Tommy Lee back in the band, Motley Crue begin their Red, White and Crue tour in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. It's a circus theme with clowns, fire eaters and acrobats. The band uh, should fit in well. Speaking of live shows, on this day in 1979, The Clash opened their very first US tour with a show at the Palladium in New York City. And from first to last, on this day in 1973, Free played their final live gig. The concert was also in Florida, in Hollywood, Florida. Simon Kirk, who has been on Vintage Rock Pod, helped to form Bad Company with singer Paul Rogers, of course. But for today's main show, we're focusing on a debut album that was released on this day in 1978. Yes, on this day 45 years ago, the brilliant Kate Bush released her debut album, The Kick Inside. Kate was just 19 years old at the time, but it perfectly encapsulates the brilliance and variety of her writing that captured Pink Floyd legend David Gilmour's attention when she was so young. The lead single, the number one hit in the UK, Wuthering Heights, almost wasn't released as the record label EMI thought it was too bizarre. Just shows what the suits know. Now, the song made her the first solo female artist to have a number one single over here with a self-penned song. The album itself would peak at number three on the UK album charts. Now, with me to talk a bit more about this brilliant record is a new guest, a new voice on the show, Kate Bush superfan and host of the Strange Phenomena, The Music of Kate Bush podcast, which she's been creating since 2017, Here's Cecily.
1: This album was selling like hotcakes as soon as it came out in the UK. Nobody had heard anything like this. Like here was this beautiful young woman, not even 20 years old, singing about what it means to be a woman and being very sensual, telling stories and the theatrics. Who can forget the theatrics? Oh my gosh, especially for her debut single. Her debut single, Wuthering Heights, which went to number one in the UK and then was her only UK number one until this last year. I mean, who can forget that? And also The Man With His Child In His Eyes. There is so much of who Kate Bush is as an artist. This album came out fully formed of who she is as an artist. And it has everything from the more rocky kind of songs like James and the Cold Gun, which has an absolutely fantastic live performance that you all need to see on YouTube. And then there's the piano ballads. I mean, Weathering Heights and Man With The Child In His Eyes are, are really the big hits from the album. But my personal favorites are Feel It, Moving and the title track. Moving is the opener on the album. It begins with a whale song and like her I feel like her artistic statement starts with the first lines of that first song. Moving Stranger, does it really matter as long as you're not afraid to feel? You know, She's all about feel, about being in your emotions and just being with them and being a fully formed person, really. And of course, the title track, The King Inside, is a retelling from the female point of view of a rather violent folktale, The Ballad of Lizzie Wan. So there is so much on this album. If you love other 70s music and also if you want to see where it all started with Kate Bush, especially if you're just coming to her after only hearing Running Up That Hill – I definitely recommend The kick Side. That way you can hear where it all started.
0: I'll be back tomorrow with more On This Day Rock goodness. So until then, take care. It's NFL draft
2: season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football